Hello and welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast, the show that empowers you to wake up to your full potential and achieve your biggest goals and dreams. I am your host, Hal Elrod, and I invite you to join us each week as we share actionable strategies to take your life to the next level, as well as interview world-class experts and entrepreneurs who have achieved extraordinary goals themselves, and we ask them to give you a peek behind the curtain and teach you exactly what you need to do to do the same. Ready? Here we go. Hello and welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast. This is your host, Hal Elrod. And today we are going to talk about how to be prepared for anything. I mean, anything, because if you've been around for a while, you know that life tends to throw us curveballs, right? Unexpected challenges, adversities, and sometimes just difficult times that we weren't hoping for, weren't ready for, weren't expecting. And if we're not prepared mentally, then they can really throw us off our game. They can cause us to go into depression. They can cause us to experience unhealthy levels of stress. They can cause so much inner turmoil that it creates outer turmoil with people in our life. It can affect our relationships. It can affect our health. It can affect our ability to be proactive in the face of challenges and adversity. If there's anything that I know in my life, it's that when you're faced with a challenge, How you respond to it makes all the difference in the world. So today we're going to dive into three different strategies, three tips, three approaches to be prepared for anything, mentally prepared for anything. I'm also going to read you an excerpt from one of my favorite new books that I've been reading and rereading. It's called How to Live. And I'm going to open up by talking about what I did on my 43rd birthday that was unexpected, something I've never done for a birthday before, and uh, what my biggest takeaway was from that experience. But before we dive in, I want to take just a minute to acknowledge and thank and tell you about our sponsor, Organifi. Organifi, I've been using their products for over five years. They make the best, highest quality whole food organic supplements. So instead of synthetic vitamins, it's made from whole foods. And one of my favorite products I'm going to mention is one that I've been using the last week because my daughter got sick and then my son got sick. And so whenever my kids bring home some flu bug or some kind of sickness, this is what I take. It's called immunity. And Organifi makes this immunity product. It's a powder. All their products are powders that you put into a glass of water or a smoothie. And as it usually works, I did not get sick. So both my kids were sick. They went through it. I made sure that they took immunity. I took immunity. I didn't get sick. So And it works either that way every time, or if I do get sick, I take immunity and I usually get over it very quickly. So highly recommend Organifi's products. Head over to Organifi.com, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash Hal. One more time, that's Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash Hal, and you will get 20% off your entire order when you use the code Hal, H-A-L, at checkout. Hope you love their products as much as I do. And without further ado, let's get you prepared. How to mentally prepare for anything. Hey, Goal Achievers and members of the Miracle Morning community. It's Hal Elrod. And uh, thanks for being here today. Always appreciate you tuning in. Last week, I celebrated my 
third birthday. And I decided to do something that I've never done before for my birthday. Uh, when my wife asked, you know, what, sweetheart, what do you want to do this year for your birthday? I closed my eyes. I took a deep breath. And I really thought about it for a second. I tuned in. And I said, I want to be by myself. <laughs> I want to be by myself. And she kind of laughed and looked at me and all, you know, I thought I was joking. And I said, no, I said, honestly, if I'm really honest myself, I would love some time away uh, by myself for reflection and, you know, introspection and planning. And so uh, last weekend, I went and stayed at a hotel by myself for three nights. I wanted uh, a few full, a couple full days in there. So I went from uh, what Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday night. So from Friday to Monday. And I spent a few days meditating and reading and journaling planning it was it was essentially like a, like a 3 day miracle morning that just shows you if i have my opportunity to do anything that i want i'm going to focus on those those activities those practices that that uh, i find enrich my life so much i also went out to dinner and you know went down to the water and did some went for some hikes and some walks and and that sort of thing but it was a lot of uh, just reading journaling planning you know looking over my affirmations over the years and, and looking over pictures of my my kids i wrote letters to my my kids my wife and that sort of thing so where i landed at the end of it you know i tried to always try to always clarify my thinking as 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 singularly as i can it's, it's tough to remember multiple things at least for me but if I can get down to like, what's my theme? What's the, what's the biggest takeaway? If I had to pick one, if I had to pick one, what's my highest priority, right? You know, the book, The One Thing, right? What's the one thing so that by doing it, everything else is unnecessary or irrelevant or easier, something like that. I, I, I just butchered the one thing question a little bit, but that's the premise of it. And my one thing, and it's been my one thing for many years, or it's been one of my one things. I think that it depends on the day, right? You know, depending on what you're focused on at any given moment that can change. But what I walked away with was, what, what do I want to do for my 43rd year? What's my theme? What's my priority? And I came up with, enjoy every moment and help others do the same. Enjoy every moment and help others do the same. Yet, that is easier said than done. Can you agree, right? It's easier. It's, it's, it's one thing. Sure, yeah, enjoy every moment, right? But that, that is a focus, but it's easier said than done. You know, I often find myself, and maybe you can relate to this, I'd imagine that you can, but I find myself often feeling overwhelmed or stressing about my life, all the things I need to get done, not enough time in the day, trying to balance work with spending time with family, with getting time for myself, with you know focusing on my health and spending time with friends and you know just too many projects, too many things, right? And also worrying about the future. And this year, earlier this year, I've done a few episodes about being prepared, right? Being prepared for the future, so you don't have to worry. You know, my John Vroman. I like the way John Vroman puts it. My good friend that we did the podcast last week on. Um, focusing on the family. John Vroman is the founder of Front Row Dads. And he says, I don't prepare so I lay awake at night worrying about stuff. I prepare so that I can sleep well at night knowing that I've prepared, right? You know, you think about it that way, it makes a lot of sense. So I've done a couple episodes earlier this year. I did episode 403, how to be prepared, not paranoid. And I did episode 420, how to prepare for what's coming. And those are really about logistical preparations, right? Like you're probably aware right now that there are baby formula shortages. And that is arguably a sign that there may be food shortages coming as well. That's been talked about by world leaders, including the president of the United States. 
And there's shortages across almost all industries. There's microchip shortages right now. They're troublemaking new cars. There are fertilizer shortages. Farmers are having trouble getting fertilizer to grow their food. There are manufacturing supply shortages, all sorts of you know plastics and even paper shortages. I don't know if you're aware of that. As an author, I found out the hard way when we went to place a, a large book order. Oh, there's you can't get paper. Normally, I would place an order and I'd have books in you know in a week. Now it's three to four months to even get the order started because they can't get the paper in. Right this year, also eighteen food processing plants have uh, burned down, which is kind of curious, kind of weird. But the point is, I've done some episodes on being prepared logistically. And I I encourage you, please be prepared. Ideally, that would mean being able to grow your own food, you know, planting a garden. Uh, You can do indoor, you know, if you don't live in a good climate, you can do an indoor garden with indoor grow lights. Just Google that. Uh, I mentioned to y'all that uh, my wife and I got chickens and we get uh, one egg per day per chicken. We have 10 chickens, actually 16 chickens, but 10 of them that are uh, full grown and laying eggs. And that's been awesome. Like to just, you know, the kids go out, it's part of their chores. They go out every day and they're like, look, mom, they come back in, you know, we've got three chickens so far. And then, you know, by the end of the day, we usually average about one egg per chicken. And we're actually sharing it with our friends. Our, our My kids have a little business now where they are selling chickens to our friends and their friends' parents and stuff. So anyway, that's been a lot of fun. But if food shortages are coming the way, you know, the baby formula shortages are coming uh, or are here, sorry. I like to think of it as stocking up on food. If you can't grow your own food, just stocking up on food, uh, whether it's rice and beans or, you know, the long shelf life emergency food. That's my last choice with the preservatives and all the junk in there. But it's like food insurance, right? Kind of like life insurance or car insurance. You hope you don't ever have to use it, but in case you do, it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. So but here's the thing. We're not talking about preparing that way today. That, that's the logistical preparations. But no matter how much you do to prepare logistically, it's impossible to be prepared for everything because the future is unknown and there are forces that are out of our control, right? You can prepare for what you think you're prepared and then, oh, a natural disaster or something happens that you didn't even expect. So today I want to talk about how to be mentally and emotionally prepared for anything because mentally and emotionally is where you can literally be prepared for anything. Because you can create philosophies and paradigms where you are impervious to circumstances where no matter what happens, nothing can throw you off your game, right? You accept life exactly as it is. You're at peace with all things you can't change. And this has been my, you know, my focus for the last 20 years. And, and we've obviously talked about it a lot on the podcast. And I just want to touch on it a little bit more today. I want to keep revisiting this topic and looking at it in different ways. Because even the economy, right? I've been really you know, studying the economy and we're heading, it, it appears to be into a recession. Some would say we're already there, depending on which indicators you're using. But it seems inevitable. And it's inevitable because essentially life, not life, but the economy and life, but it goes through cycles, right? So what I want to help you do is how to be prepared mentally for anything, no matter what happens. And I'm actually going to read a short uh, excerpt out of a book that I love. I love this book. I keep going back to it. It's called How to Live 27 Conflicting Answers and One Weird Conclusion by Derek Sievers. I think you can only get it on his website, by the way. He doesn't sell his books on Amazon, to my knowledge, unless that has changed. But I went on Amazon a while back, could not find it, had to get it on his website, which is S-I-V.E-R-S, or I'm not sure. Just look him up. Derek, D-E-R-E-K-S-I-V-E-R-S, Derek Sievers. So this chapter 
It's called Here's How to Live, Prepare for the Worst. And by the way, every chapter starts with Here's How to Live, and he gives you 27 conflicting ways to live. It's really interesting. And then he kind of makes a case for each one. I think I've read a chapter of this or told you about this book before. And I reached out to Derek to have him on the podcast. He said, yes, but not now. He said, I'm not doing any interviews right now, but as soon as I am, I will let you know. So hopefully we'll bring Derek on the podcast for you sooner rather than later. All right. But this is a very sobering opening and then a very encouraging conclusion, if you will, of this chapter. So here's what Derek says, how to live, prepare for the worst. And then I'm going to share with you three strategies uh, from me on how to mentally prepare for anything, be mentally prepared for anything. Here we go. Derek Stevers, prepare for the worst. Things are going to get harder. The future will test your strength. So far, you've lived in a time of prosperity. You haven't experienced massive devastation, but you probably will. It'll be harder to make money. It'll be harder to be happy. Much of what you love now will be gone. You'll look back at this year as one of the easiest you've ever had. You'll get injured or sick, lose some of your ability to see, hear, move, or think. You'll wish for the health you have now. How can you thrive in an unknowable future? Prepare for the worst. Train your mind to be ready for whatever may come. This is how to live. Picture all the things that could go wrong. Prepare for each so they won't surprise or hurt you. But Never worry. This isn't emotional. Just anticipate and prepare. Remember the fable of the ant and the grasshopper? The grasshopper was just enjoying the summer, teasing the ant for working instead of relaxing. Then winter came and the grasshopper starved, but the ant was ready. Disasters come suddenly, without warning. Tragedy hurts the most when it's unexpected. But if you expect it, you take away its power. Expecting life to be wonderful is disappointing. Expecting life to be disappointing is wonderful. If you expect to be disappointed, you won't be. Vividly imagine the worst scenarios until they feel real. Accepting them is the ultimate happiness and security. Realize that the worst is not that bad. Luxury is the enemy of happiness because you adapt to its comforts. Luxury makes you soft, weak, and harder to satisfy. Pity people who can't enjoy anything less than the best. Never accept luxury or you'll find it hard to do without because it will feel like a loss. Comfort reduces your future happiness. You forget the perspective of how bad things could be. Practice being uncomfortable even in small ways. Take the stairs instead of the elevator. Skip eating for a day or skip sugar for a month. Go lightweight camping for a week. Befriend discomfort so that you'll never fear it. Own as little as possible. When you realize you're dependent on something, get rid of it to prove that you don't need it. The less you have, the less you have to lose. Want nothing and nothing will disappoint you. Want nothing and nothing is outside your control. Distinguish between what's in your control and what isn't. If it's not in your control, put it out of your head. Focus only on your thoughts and actions. Your circumstances in life don't actually change your happiness. People who become paralyzed or win the lottery go back to being as happy or unhappy as they were before. So don't depend on circumstances. Everything that happens is neutral. Your beliefs label it as good or bad. The only way to change your happiness is to change your beliefs. Did someone make you angry? Did a situation make you sad? No, it's all you. Nothing is good or bad. You just reacted as if it was. 
When something bad happens, ask, what's great about this? Instead of changing the world, just change your reactions. When something happens, don't interpret. No story, no should have, no judgment, not even an opinion. This is seeing clearly. Your goal is grateful indifference. Win the lottery, go to jail, get famous, go blind in an accident. It doesn't matter because you're fine either way. Detach from the outcome and be okay no matter what happens. Oh, I don't know about you, but that was, like I said, sobering at the beginning and really eye-opening, really encouraging. It really, and maybe just for me, it resonated with me because I feel like that's how I, that's a lot of what I try to share on the podcast, right? Is to be, you're in control of your emotional state. You get to choose. It doesn't, you can be in a place where you allow changing circumstances and events and people to affect your emotional state. I've said this before. We've been conditioned to believe good things happen and I feel good. I'm allowed to feel good. I feel good when good things happen. But when quote unquote bad things happen, I feel bad. And we've been conditioned to think that way, to believe that because that has been modeled by every person we've ever known. Your parents, most likely, when good things happened, they felt good. They expressed positive words and emotions and energy. But when bad things happen, maybe they got upset or they got frustrated or they got angry. And what, what's a bad thing, by the way? See, bad, it's subjective. I think that he said, I think Derek said that, right? Yeah, Derek said, nothing is good or bad. You just reacted as if it was. You just reacted as if it was. But we've been conditioned because we've everybody we've known, our friends, our parents, our colleagues, everybody we've ever known lives in this way where we're reactive. We allow our circumstances to dictate and determine our mental and emotional well-being. And my mission, one of my missions, is to personally evolve to a place, right? I call it emotional enlightenment. Emotional enlightenment, right? Where you, we did an episode on that a few weeks ago and it, it might be the title of my next book. I don't know. You get, if you've been a longtime listener, you're like, Hal, you just, we probably rolled your eyes that you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. You're, you were going to do in a book called The Miracle Life. And then now it's emotional enlightenment. Like, I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know what it's going to be. Might, might be called Can't Change It. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, whatever. I'm writing a book. I've been working on it for years. It's going to be really good. Uh, it's coming along slowly but surely. But anyway, the point being, emotional enlightenment is the ability to choose your optimal emotional state no matter what is going on in your life. Hey, Goal Achievers. I want to take just a minute to tell you about a new product that I've been taking called Rise, R-I-S-E by Cured Nutrition. And I started taking this because I'm always looking for natural supplements to optimize my mental abilities, my ability to be productive and improve my cognitive function. And in a world where there are so many things trying to steal our attention and it can be hard to focus, I could not be more thankful for the way this supplement has really helped me be laser focused on the goals that I have set out to accomplish this year. The benefits are extended mental clarity and performance, 
There's no caffeine, no jitters, no crash. And the ingredients that make the supplement work are lion's mane, which provide mental clarity and energy, cordyceps, which give you oxygen utilization. It's used by a lot of endurance athletes. Hyperzia serrata, known as a nootropic. And then finally, CBD, which CBD aids in balancing the supplement. So a lot of nootropics and focus supplements are overstimulating and they create a crash. And including CBD in this formulation avoids this. And then last but not least is ginseng, which again improves cognition. Right now, Cured is extending an exclusive offer for you, my listeners. You can grab Rise for 20% off by visiting www.curednutrition.com forward slash how. Again, that's C-U-R-E-D nutrition, curednutrition.com forward slash Hal. And you can try Rise and they've got a lot of other cool products. I'm new to this brand, so I'm trying everything kind of one day at a time. But right now, I can definitely vouch for Rise. It's working well for my ability to be more productive, more focused, and I hope it does the same for you. I mentioned that when I finished my 43rd birthday celebration weekend, the theme, right, I walked away with is, I want to enjoy every moment while helping others do the same. Okay, well, what if your circumstances are difficult? Can you still enjoy every moment? Or do those difficult, aka bad circumstances mean that you have to feel bad? And I think where I you know, have really tested what we're talking about is when I had my car accident and I was told I would never walk again. And I was so happy in the hospital that the the doctors thought I was in denial or that I was delusional. And they were wrong. I just accepted my life exactly as it was. I go, okay, I was in a car accident. Can't change that. I may never walk again. We'll see. I'm not giving up, but I don't know. However, I get to choose to be the happiest and most grateful person I've ever been while I endure the most difficult time in my life. It was almost like like a challenge, right? Like I'm like, what if, could I do that, right? I was like, can I actually be happy and grateful more so than before the accident while I'm in the hospital suffering in pain and recovering? I want you to think about that for a second, right? This isn't just hindsight. This isn't like, oh man, I had a car accident, you know, a couple of years ago, it was really tough. But now that I look back, I can see it was positive and I, I, I can choose to be grateful and happy for, you know, the growth I experienced. No, it wasn't, it wasn't after, it was in the midst. It was like the first week when I came out of a coma and I had 11 broken bones. And none of this is to say, oh, look at me, I was able to do this. It was like, hey, we can all do this. And then when I had cancer, you know, five years ago. So it was like what the car accident was 1999, December 3rd. Cancer was 2017, right? 16, 17. So it was like 16, 17 years apart. But when I was diagnosed with cancer and given a 20 to 30% chance of surviving, it was the same thing. Oh, I have cancer. I can't change that. However, I can choose to enjoy every moment. I can choose to be the happiest and the most grateful that I have ever been while I endure the most difficult time in my life. And I really feel that that is a big part of my mission and my purpose in life is to help you do the same thing, is to help you become emotionally invincible, if you will. I I had a chapter in the Miracle Equation called Emotional Invincibility, or no, it's called Becoming Emotionally Invincible. 
or emotionally enlightened, right? It's, it, they're really just different ways of kind of saying the same things. But it's where you get to choose how you feel. Because what if Derek Sievers is right? Derek Sievers opened up the chapter by saying, things are going to get harder. The future will test your strength. So far, you've lived in a time of prosperity. You haven't experienced massive devastation, but you probably will. You could say, hopefully he's wrong, but I don't know. Have you ever experienced difficult circumstances in your life? I'm sure you have. And they ended up being a blessing. They ended up making you, developing your character, making you stronger, making you into the person that you are now. I'd imagine that you have. So are quote unquote bad times bad or are they beneficial? Are they good? And is that part of being able to enjoy every moment, even the difficult ones, is, is seeing that there's a bigger purpose, a bigger picture, that even when we endure adversity, even pain, even suffering, that it's serving a higher purpose for us, for our evolution. Every experience you have is an asset. Every experience, good or bad, difficult or easy, fun or painful, every experience you have is an asset if you choose to see it that way. I want to help you become mentally prepared, mentally and emotionally prepared for anything. And not just mentally and emotionally prepared for anything, but I want to help to help you in any way that I can to enjoy every moment. No matter what, right? So it's not just about being mentally prepared, like, oh, I'm going to, you know, grit my teeth and I'm going to tough it out and I'm going to, you know, I can handle it. I can do it, right? It's going to be hard, but I can do it. Like, I'm not just talking about being mentally prepared to handle difficult challenges through like will and force. I'm talking about actually enjoying every moment of your life. And when I say every moment, I don't mean to speak in absolutes. Of course, not every moment. I have good days and I have bad days. In fact, I have a lot of really difficult days, <laughs> just so you know. Before I had cancer, that was rare. That was, you know, there were very few times in my life that I was really depressed and really run through tough times. There were a few. After cancer and after what the chemo did to my brain and my body, I struggle mentally and emotionally. And I've talked about that before, so I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna like cry about it or complain or have you, you know, be a victim. Uh, but I just want to be authentic and open and vulnerable and let you know, like I go through, I have a lot of difficult days. But in the same way that when I have had physical challenges, right, or if you have financial challenges, or if you have relational challenges, like whatever, whatever your flavor of adversity is, right, in terms of what you're dealing with. Mental and emotional adversity is just another form of adversity, right? So there's logistical adversity, right, out there in the world, outside of you. And then there's the mental and emotional adversity that's going on inside our psyche. And I don't want to use the word conquering, but that, that's what just came to me, right? Conquering that lack of control over your mental and emotional well-being is kind of what we're talking about here. It's, again, being able to consciously intentionally choose how you feel in any given moment, how you experience life. And I don't know about you. Actually, I, yeah, I do know about you. I know enough to say that I bet you would prefer to enjoy your life than to suffer. Is that, is that fair to say? I, I would imagine. And you maybe heard, I used the word suffering earlier and that brought up, you know, there's a, I don't know who said this, but someone said something along the lines of pain 
is inevitable. Suffering is optional. You follow? When you experience difficult circumstances, it's going to create a certain level of pain, emotional pain, physical pain, depending on what the adversity is. But suffering is optional. When I was in my car accident, I didn't really suffer mentally and emotionally because I was completely at peace with my life exactly as it was. I couldn't change it. So I wasn't going to wish it were different. That was a waste of energy. I wasn't going to worry about the future because that was a waste of energy, mental and emotional energy. There's a great you know, quote that says, worry is a misuse of the imagination. If you're going to imagine the future, imagine it being great. And maybe you say, well, but no, no, there's, I just lost my job or there's difficult circumstances on the horizon. Great. Imagine you being great though. Imagine you enjoying every moment. Imagine you being at peace with what you can't change and being a leader, being a leader for your family, being a leader for yourself, being a leader for your community. Because here's the thing. There are very few leaders. That's why they're called leaders. Now, we all have the ability to be a leader, right? But most people don't. Most people are affected by their circumstances. We're affected by things that are out of our control. You've heard me say this before. I'll say it again over and over and over. When we focus on that which is out of our control, we feel out of control. And when we feel out of control, we get stressed and depressed and develop anxiety. Derek said that in his book somewhere. I'm not, I'm looking back at the book. I don't know where the spot was, but he said to be, get really clear of what you can control and what you can't control. Focus on what you can control. And there's really only one thing you can ever control, your experience in the present moment. Think about that. You can't control the past, whether it was five minutes ago or five months ago or five days ago. You can't control what already happened. You can't go back in time. You can't control the future, right? You cannot control the future. You can definitely do things to affect the future, but you can't control the future. The only thing that we can control is how we experience the present moment. We can't even control the present moment. The present moment is what it is, right? What's happening right now outside of you is happening and there's nothing you you can do about it, right? Outside of, I'm, right now, I'm, I'm looking at my hands, I'm looking at my body, right? Right now, I'm thinking, I'm talking, I'm moving. That's all I can control. I can't control what anybody else is doing. I can't control what's going on 10 feet away from me, right? Or on the other side of town or on the other side of the world. I can't control what decisions people are making outside of the only thing we can control is ourselves and how we experience the present moment. This moment is the only thing you can ever control. And again, it's only how you experience it. You can't control it, the moment. You can only control how you experience it. So let's dive in. How to mentally prepare for anything. How to, or how to be mentally prepared for anything, or how to be mentally and emotionally prepared for anything, right? It kind of goes hand in hand. Number one, accept life before it happens. Whether Derek Sievers is right or not, and of course, a lot of people predict, you know, things, tough times are ahead, but they always have, even when they weren't, right? So, you know, yeah, I'm not, I'm not about that. I'm not trying to say this is what's going to happen. I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. I am looking at trends, right? I'm looking at, okay, farmers aren't getting fertilizer. They can't plant their crops. How is that going to affect the next harvest, right? 
There are supply chain issues that are affecting manufacturing and delivery. How is that going to affect uh, food or product? Yes, right. So I'm paying attention to that for sure. But I don't know. I don't know. But I can be mentally and emotionally prepared for anything. Uh, we did a couple episodes a while back on how to be, I think it was called Freedom from Fear, part one and part two. Uh, you have to, you can search for it on the podcast. But the distinction that I had, and I had never had this before, is I realized that everything, every fear we have, it's not because of the thing we're afraid of. Our fears are caused by our perceived inability to handle the things we're afraid of. Think about that. If you're worried about the future and you're like, oh my gosh, if I lose my job, oh, I, I'm going to be, I'm not, oh, what am I going to do? I I'm not going to be able to put food on the table. I'm not going to be able to, right? And the fear is that you won't be able to handle it. And it's exacerbated the more you go down that rabbit hole. Imagine the same circumstance. You go, oh wait, I'm going to lose my job. But you go, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Not delusionally, but just with you know, with a an air of like confidence, and you can you figured out everything up until this point. You can figure it out again. That's a fear of mine, by the way, for sure. Fear of mine is the economy crashing, me losing my income, not being able to pay the bills because I had that happen in two thousand eight, and it sucked, right? It sucked, but it gave birth to the miracle morning. So I remind myself that okay, well, was it a bad thing or was it necessary for my own next evolution, personal evolution, and contribution to humanity? So the accepting life before it happens means deciding that no matter what happens in the future, you can handle it. You accept life exactly as it is. That's why the day I was diagnosed with cancer, because I, I, when I had my car accident, I decided I'm going to accept life before it happens. I'm going to accept everything that will ever happen. I was 20 years old. And when I got cancer, I went, Oh, okay. Actually, I told the doctor. I don't know if you've heard this story, but my, the doctor, after I had all my tests done, he called me in. You know, the the nurse called me or his his office manager and said, "Hey, the doctor wants you to come in." And I said, "Oh, well, can you give me an idea of what you know what what he saw on the test?" And she goes, "Ah, now he'd rather you come in and, and so he could tell you." And I was like, "Oh gosh, is I, like I don't know, but I I think that means it's bad if they won't tell you over the phone and like you have to come in, right?" So I go into the doctor's office, and he was a new doctor or my, not a new doctor, but new for me. I just moved to Texas, and uh, we sit down, and he goes, "How well got your test back?" And there's definitely something going on, and um, he just kept kind of like drawing it out, and he wouldn't tell me what it was, and he and. He looked, he, I was sensing that he was stressed. Like he was afraid to tell me what he found. And so I leaned in and I put my, my hand on his like forearm. And I said, doctor, I actually forgot his last name, drawing a blank. But I said, doc, I said, look, I, you seem like you're nervous to tell me what, what you found. But I just want you to know, I accept life before it happens. Meaning no matter what you're going to tell me, I've already accepted it. I'm completely at peace with it. it. Whatever it is, I'm at peace with it. So you have nothing to worry about. And he literally breathed, like breathed a sigh of relief and he goes, okay, well, uh, I appreciate you saying that. That's good. It looks like you have cancer. And it, in full transparency, I was like, what? Whoa, what? Whoa, whoa. I wasn't expecting like, what? What? No, I eat really healthy. Like, no, check. Are you sure? Like I was definitely thrown off. But by the time I got to the car, I'm not kidding, y'all. And this takes practice, of course. I've been, you know, I've been practicing this accepting life before it happens for 20 years, to be fair, right? Like my car accident was at 20. My cancer was at 37 or so 17 years. And 
But by the time I was out into the car, I was like, okay, I have cancer. I can't change it. What am I going to do? How am I going to beat this cancer? Like I was, I was totally at peace with it. Uh, and then I called my wife and she was out of town and, you know, she was devastated and she started, you know, crying. And that was actually harder for me to deal with was her knowing how hard this was for her. But for me, I've accepted life for it happens, whatever it is, it is, right? So that's number one, how to mentally prepare for anything. Number one, accept life before it happens. Number two, consciously choose your optimal emotional state. Consciously choose your optimal emotional state. Ask yourself, what is the optimal emotional state for me to be in right now? And again, this isn't just in the midst of adversity. This is every day, every moment. That should be a dominant question. What is the optimal emotional state for you to be in in any given moment? If you've read the book, Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl, or if you haven't read the book, either way, here's the takeaway. The last of humans' freedom is to choose one's own attitude in any given set of circumstances. Now, Viktor Frankl was a Nazi concentration camp survivor. He figured he was probably going to die because he was in a concentration camp and people were being taken away and they were being killed every day. His friends, his people that he was getting to know. He was 31 years old, I believe at the time. He had a wife and a young child at home and he figured he would never see them again. And so he was a psychologist and going through everything going on in his life, right? And, and, and thinking, okay, I may never see my family again. He decided the last freedom that I have is to choose my own attitude in any given circumstance, including this one. And so he decided to be, I don't remember exactly what attitude he chose, but it was an empowering attitude. It was, I'm going to be at peace with what I can't change, right? That sort of thing. And so number two on how to be mentally prepared for anything is to choose your optimal emotional state. And here's the thing. It's like Derek said, right? Luxury makes it so that you you can't handle the lack of luxury, right? When you seek comfort all the time, you are not able to handle being uncomfortable. And so choosing your optimal emotional state is easy when things are going great. So like Derek said, practice being uncomfortable well, practice choosing your optimal emotional state even in the midst of day-to-day challenges, right? Use now as a time when things are, well, I don't know what your life's like right now, but just use every day as an opportunity to practice, develop your emotional muscles, right? Your ability, develop that ability, that skill, that mindset to be able to choose the emotion that best serves you at any given moment. And number three, the third tip I have for you, the third strategy on how to be mentally prepared for anything is to focus on what you can control. Exclusively focus on what you can control. How do I sleep at night when I got stuff that I'm stressed about? Every night before bed, I remind myself there is no point in focusing on anything that's out of my control. And since all I'm doing right now is laying in bed and going to sleep, that's my only objective. The only thing I can control is how peaceful I feel, how grateful I am as I drift off to sleep, right? Remember, worry is a misuse of the imagination. Worry is a misuse of the imagination. Focus all of your mental and emotional energy only on what you can control. So don't worry about the future, right? Derek put it really well. I want to go back and I want to read that. 
He said, never worry. This isn't emotional. Just anticipate and prepare. Remember, that's after he said, you know, the future's going to be, you're going to experience massive devastation. You're going to get injured or sick. Prepare for the worst, right? Picture all that could go wrong. But then he says, but never worry. This isn't emotional. Just anticipate and prepare. There's actually a quote from Derek Sievers. It's somewhere in this book. And I actually am going to probably open up uh, my new book with this quote from Derek Sievers. And he says that, uh, shoot, I'm looking for it. I'm trying to stall. Um, I don't know where it is. Oh, wait, here we go. Oh, oh, I found it. Okay. He says, most actions are a pursuit of emotions. You think you want to take action or own a thing, but what you really want is the emotion you think it'll bring. Skip the actions, go straight for the emotions. Practice feeling emotions intentionally instead of using actions to create them. Guys, that is emotional enlightenment in a nutshell right there. All right, we are at the conclusion of today's episode. I wanna sum it up for you again. It's how to be mentally and emotionally prepared for anything, number one, accept life before it happens. Decide now that no matter what happens, you're going to be at peace with all things you cannot change. Number two, choose your optimal emotional state every day, especially in the midst of stressful, challenging circumstances, whether it's traffic or your spouse is upset at you or you got some disappointing news. Ask yourself, what is the optimal emotional state? What emotional state would best serve me right now? And number three, focus on what you can control. All of your energy, all of your attention on what you can control. If you're anticipating the future and going, well, but what if this goes wrong? Great. Don't worry about it. This isn't emotional. Just anticipate what could or couldn't go wrong and prepare. Again, think about when you buy life insurance. You don't, oh, I'm going to die one day. I'm going to die. No. Well, yeah, we're all going to die one day. Cool. That's part of the journey. Once you're born, that's an inevitability, right? But you get life insurance. You just got to get life insurance. I'm going to anticipate that I, you know, just in case something went wrong and I died ahead of schedule, right? I want to leave my family, you know, covered. So I'm going to get life insurance. But you're not stressed about it. You're not in a fearful state. The same goes with anything and everything that could go wrong. Being prepared, like John Broman said, right? I don't prepare. So I lay awake at night worrying about stuff. I prepare so that I can sleep well at night knowing that I've prepared. Friends, goal achievers, members of the Miracle Morning community, thank you for listening today. And I hope that what I shared helps you to be a little bit more mentally prepared for anything. I love you so much, and I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the Achieve Your Goals podcast and to get access to today's show notes, transcript, and exclusive content from Hal Elrod, visit halelrod.com forward slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Achieve Your Goals podcast. 